and you're listening to A Little Too Quiet, the Ferndale Library podcast brought to you by the friends of the Ferndale Library. My name is Jeff Milo and joining me on the podcast today is Supriya Kilkar, an author who grew up in the Midwest and went on to study screenwriting at the University of Michigan. She is now the author of award-winning novels for middle grade readers such as 2017's Ahimsa and the most recent Strong as Fire, Fierce as Flame. She has a lot of books to her credit. In fact, particularly today, we're going to be talking about a book from a couple years ago called American as Paneer Pie, as well as another recent novel, That Thing About Bollywood. And Supriya has a lot of background in Bollywood, as well as a very passion for, for Bollywood. She grew up watching so many Bollywood films that she was able to teach herself Hindi just by watching all these. And she has been so passionate about those stories and the music and the actors and the energy there. And she went on to work as a screenwriter for several writing teams for Hindi films, including one Hollywood feature. Strong as Fire, Fierce as Flame is mentioned inside of our chat today, and it is a very recent book. It is set in the 1850s in India, where a 12-year-old is escaping a life that she has no say in which is an arranged marriage, but she escapes that only to end up as a servant to a British general in the East India Company. But when a rebellion breaks out against British colonizers, uh, the main character, Mira, has to choose between you know this life of relative safety in a British household or standing up for herself and her people. And that is what is also happening in a book like American as Paneer Pie. In fact, we talk about these themes that come up in her books a lot of finding your voice and speaking up about what matters, speaking truth to power. And in American as Paneer Pie, the main character, Leka, is in sixth grade. She's the only Indian American kid in her small town. So she feels like she has to live two versions of herself. There's home Leka, who really loves watching Bollywood movies and eating Indian food. And then there's school Leka, who puts her hair over her bindi birthmark and avoids confrontation at all costs, especially when someone teases her for being Indian. But when a racist incident rocks Leica's community, Leica realizes she must make a choice, continue to remain silent, or find her voice before it's too late. And we'll be talking about that book especially because it is one of the six books featured in this year's Battle of the Books that our youth librarians are hosting in collaboration with Ferndale's Upper Elementary School. Uh, We being a district library, we partner with our public schools often, and the Battle of the Books is where all the fifth graders will be reading six books in total and then doing a trivia tournament at the end of it all. And this is one of the books in the mix, and I think it's a fantastic book. We'll be talking about that, and we'll be talking as well about that Bollywood thing. We'll have links to find out more about Supriya's books in our show notes. Here's our chat. Uh, so welcome to the show. I just wanted to start with about you as, as a storyteller. I wanted to know some of your, your formative moments, your, your formative maybe influences. When, when did you know you wanted to be a storyteller and an author? And, and also when did you know that you really wanted to, to focus on books for, for younger readers? I, you know, when I was growing up in the eighties and nineties, there were not any books with people who looked like me. So There weren't books with um, South Asian Americans or any South Asian characters. And I used to write stories all the time and I never touched that brown crayon. I I would use it for like a house or a tree, but every character I wrote and drew about uh, was white with yellow Crayola hair because that's all I saw. And that's all I thought that 
could, you know, have a story about. So around third grade, or actually in third grade, I remember our teacher reading us The Secret Garden. And I sat up a little taller because it was the first time in my life that I had ever heard or seen Indian characters in a book in school. And I, you know, was really excited and I felt seen. And then I quickly realized they weren't even thought of as human by the characters in the book. Even when the story took place in India, they were just there to serve her. Um, And I remember just, you know, wishing a sinkhole would open up and swallow me whole right there because I was so mortified. But in that same class, our teacher had us write books and he bound them in hardcover. And it was so special to me to see my name on the cover there, I think, because I grew up never seeing anyone like me writing a book or in a book. Um, So I decided in third grade that I wanted to be an author. And I went to college at the University of Michigan and I studied screenwriting. I worked as a Bollywood screenwriter for over a decade and I was I was writing my books on the side, but I could not get them published. I wrote my very first book, my first published book, Ahimsa, was written in 2003 and I would get hundreds of rejection letters over the years. And um, finally, one day in 2016, I found out that it was going to be published and 17 years after I wrote the first draft, it was my first published book. A couple years after that, I thought back on that experience in third grade, and I wrote a book that came out last year called Strong as Fire, Fierce as Flame, which is a story that takes place in the same era as The Secret Garden, but instead of telling the story of the colonizer, it tells the story of the people being colonized and challenges readers to think about whose story is being centered and whose is being erased in not only classics, but in what we talk about in social studies and history classes and and in any story, really. So I was able to sort of come full circle to that third grade moment in my publishing career. Wonderful, wonderful. Can you talk about the the themes that you like to explore? And I'm thinking about uh, a sense of identity, uh, grappling with big changes in our lives, celebrating family, celebrating uh, culture, and also confronting prejudice. All this is written, also written in such a way that is just uh, candid and just never never talks down to the reader. And, and some of it can be very emotional and heavy. So can you talk about how you approach your writing and, and, and what is fulfilling about elucidating those aspects uh, to, 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 to young readers? Yeah. Um, so I, I like to write books that I wish I had when I was a kid. Um, and I think every single novel I've written and the ones that I'm writing right now are all in some way about finding your voice. Um, that thing about Bollywood is about a, a girl who's really terrible about expressing her feelings. And one day she gets this magical condition called Bollywooditis, which makes her express herself in the most obviously possible through Bollywood song and dance numbers. So even though it's song and dance, it's still an expression of your voice. Um, because on, on school visits, I like to tell kids and library visits that, um, you know, some some kids are shy, like I was as a kid, and they, they don't really have that voice, but your voice can take so many forms. It can be in the form of your writing. It can be in the form of music, dance, whatever. So all my books are really about empowering kids to find their voice in whatever shape it may take. Um, And within that, I'm able to tackle really tough subjects like that thing about Bollywood is fun, but it's also about uh, divorce and cancer and strong as fire, fierce as flame is historical, but 
it's about erasure and uh, representation and uh, girl power and female empowerment. And um, American Espanier Pie is about speaking up for what you believe in and standing up and speaking out against hate. And these are all things that I want to empower my readers to be able to do much earlier than I was because I grew up in a small town where not many people looked like me. And it was, you know, years and years of racial bullying for me. And I didn't really realize that I have a voice until college when I found out my voice takes the form of my writing. And so my hope is that kids will be able to reach that point while they're still kids, while they're reading my books. And I, and I hope that my stories are able to contribute to that journey a little bit. Absolutely. And I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't really have a question, but, and I certainly don't want to spoil the ending of American is Pinier Pie, but there is something really momentarily vindicating about this climactic scene that I won't really describe. And the response, let's say that the main character makes this statement, but the response feels also realistic. It's not like it magically changes the world. And right. I think that I just respect that you're, you're showing the kids that it might not all magically work out in the end, but there's there's all these things worth fighting for and worth standing up for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, that, yeah, that was a, that was a really, that was a choice that I made to show that scene. I'm also like, how do I say this without giving away right, right. that moment? Um, but yeah, because, you know, we can fight really hard and still not see major change, but it's so worth it. Yeah, It's so worth finding your voice and using it and speaking up for what you believe in. And maybe you'll change one person's mind. Like, may or may not happen in that scene. No, no, so, sure, sure. It is, it, yeah. but it's worthwhile. And this is not a spoiler to, to get folks into American is Pinier Pie because one of the most realistic, but also for the reader kind of heart-wrenching scenarios is that the main character, Leica, has to, is really seeing as though she has to live two lives. And that is kind of right at the beginning of the book. So I just want to talk about that. Now, um, the character in That Thing About Bollywood, Sonali is withstanding the trauma of her parents splitting apart, but Leica is withstanding everything from microaggressions to ignorance to to bald face prejudice so can you talk about what the writing experience was was like for that book was it what was it like to to put those painful exchanges that happen every day uh onto the page yeah that was so i i, I talked about how i himself took um a long time to get published but i didn't mention that i was also still figuring out the story and every year i would do a, a revision and um you know throw out characters and add things and so it really was several years of writing before it got to a point where the story was figured out. Mm -hmm. American has been your pie is really my lived experience. And I sat down and I outlined it really quickly and I wrote the whole book in five weeks. Wow. Um, and so it was just like really quick compared to, you know, my previous books and how long it had taken me to figure out the story. And I think because it, it is my lived experience, um, it came to me, obviously fictionalized, but it, I'm, I'm a horrible swimmer, um, but <laughs> it, it came to me um, really quickly. And um, that's why I like to tell kids that it's really important to know how much your story matters and that you should share it with the world. Um, and so I wrote it in five weeks and it was hard. It was hard digging in. Um, my agent actually encouraged me to make it more, make the character more like my my childhood and once she said that and i was able to really dig deep into these pretty painful memories um it just was like a like magic really it was so weird that like everything was coming together all these subplots were fitting and i don't feel like i did much whereas with my other books i'm really struggling to like 
come up with connections and make everything work out in the end. But this sort of just fell together um, magically. I think mm -hmm. maybe it's less magic. It's more just, you know, uh, sort of um, being true to who you are mm -hmm. and and putting it down on paper. Mm -hmm. And um, that book, um, it sold right away. It went to auction. There were a bunch of publishers interested and then it we went with one and mm -hmm. um, the wonderful team at Aladdin and Simon and Schuster. And um, we worked for another year and a half on edits like you do anytime you sell a book. Sure. And so we revised and my editor, um, Jen, was able to um, point out parts that needed to be strengthened. And we worked on that. And um, and it, in the end, it's a book that I'm so proud of. It's a book of my heart. I I used to hear authors say that phrase all the time. And I was like, what does that even mean? What's the book of your heart? And, and when I wrote this, I was like, oh my, like I, I understand it's, it's, it's a piece of you. Right. Um, and it's your story and it, and it matters so much. Right. So um, I'm glad I, I got to, you know, have that experience. Right. And what I always love about your books, it's, it's, it's this balancing act of bringing the heavy uh, and talking about these real sub substantive issues. And, but also, uh, just illuminating the culture and always having these moments for just real like hands in the air celebration. I'm even thinking of something like the picture books. Is it uh, is it Bindu's Bindi and the ending there is just beautiful. There's just Thank a lot you. of beauty and, and celebration there too, and and the 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 just the resoluteness and speaking up for yourself and all that stuff. Uh, one one last question before I let you go. I just wanted to you know we've been talking about American Pinier Pie, but I just want to hear a little bit more about. Uh, one of the other recent books, which is that thing about Bollywood, which we've been kind of we've kind of touching on here, is so you know, can you just talk about your your background in screenwriting and and just how how that might might inform your your writing of books because it really just all your books have such a great pacing to that, and I just wanted to hear about that influence of Bollywood in general and that yeah. long, that long legacy of of films, decades worth of films, really. Yes, I would love to. Bollywood's my favorite subject, so <laughs> I, I can talk about that for a long time, but. Like when I said I didn't, I grew up without seeing anyone who looked like me in any American book. There was also nobody who looked like me on TV or in movies or in junk mail advertisements that would come or in commercials. I, there was just this complete erasure. Um, but there was one place where I did get to see people who looked like me, and that was on these VHS tapes of Bollywood movies. Um, I actually learned Hindi because they weren't subtitled back then. So I had no choice but to understand what was being said. And I grew up watching three Bollywood movies a week. Um, it was like this immersion language course, I guess. So, um, but it was a space where I saw people who looked like me, who could be heroes and whose culture was celebrated and not ridiculed the way it was for me at school and whose food and music and dance was also um, just, just normal. And mm -hmm. so it was really a safe space for me. And um, when I grew up, I and became an author, I tried for a really long time to figure out how to put Bollywood into my books. So you can see snippets of it in American as Veneer Pie. And um, one day I realized that, you know, classic 1990s Bollywood was really about being very obvious about there was, there was a lot of melodrama back then. Right. And so um, it was very clear what people were thinking. And I thought, what if there's a character who's the total opposite of that, who struggles to find her voice and express her feelings. And then that's when I realized it should be a story with a bit of magic in it. And there's this magical condition called Bollywooditis, which gets her to express herself, um, unfortunately, through song and dance numbers that are right. sort of mortifying for her. <laughs> so 
So um, I, I, so I went to U of M and I learned screenwriting from the great Jim Bernstein, who's still there. And um, I use screenwriting structure in all of my novels. So, um, and that's a three act structure. And I always, uh, Jim Bernstein always told us the importance of structure. And so I spend many months thinking about my characters before I write usually. Um, and then I spend weeks and weeks figuring out the outline. And once I have that solid structure, I then begin um, writing my books. So screenwriting is definitely a big influence on all of my books. Yeah. And I, I think you've already touched on it. You've done my only last question was if you had any advice for for young writers out there and you, you would touch on it. Just tell your story. Believe in your voice. All yeah. of that is there. That's it. That's it. Just your story is important. So make sure you get it out there and be proud of who you are because we're all diverse and uh, we all have different experiences and all of us matter. Yes. Uh, and just Bollywood films. I mean, just the dancing, the singing, the colors, everything. It's just um, there's there's really a fulfilling a fulfillingness and a catharsis to getting all that heightened emotion yes. out and moving your arms and all of that. Yes, sing it out. Yes, exactly. It's exercising in a way. It's exercising yes. exercise. Um, Supriya, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It has been a pleasure thank to you. talk to you. And um, this we, has been so fun. Thank yeah, you. and um, uh, you know, just looking forward to our, our fifth graders here in town getting to experience this wonderful book, Americanist Paneer Pie. We thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Bye bye. That was our chat with Supriya Kilkar, author of American as Paneer Pie, That Thing About Bollywood, and also Strong as Fire, Fierce as Flame. She has also written children's picture books along with all these middle grade fiction books and also has a rich background in screenwriting and a connection to the University of Michigan. So a Michigan connection. We were so glad to have her on our podcast and we are all looking forward to the Battle of the Books. Again, more info about Supriya in our show notes. We thank her again for joining us. And we thank you for listening to this episode of A Little Too Quiet. It's the Ferndale Library Podcast, brought to you by the Friends of the Ferndale Library. The music that you hear at the beginning and end of these episodes is by local musician John Duffy. If you'd like to support this podcast, you could go to ferndalefriends.org, or you could follow us or leave a comment, leave a review, give us a five-star rating. Maybe it could help us find more listeners, or you could just tell a friend about it. And if you enjoyed this chat particularly, please share it to social media. We'll be back next week with more. Thanks for listening.